Uh, let me pray for us. Gracious Heavenly Father, your word speaks powerfully to us, especially at times like this. Would your spirit enlighten our hearts and minds that we might uh, be able to uh, see clearly uh, your hand at work in our lives and that we might be empowered and changed to live as disciples of Christ uh, in the world. This we ask in his name. Amen. It is a a crazy time to be alive and my notes, sorry, two sermons called coronavirus in my notes, wrong one open. Uh, It is uh, is a crazy time to be alive Uh, and of course we've got this crazy thing called social distancing. Uh, I don't know how you're going at your social distancing, uh, I had to go to the shops to buy to pick up something that we'd ordered from Click and, Click and Collect uh, at Kmart the other day because we're trying to get our house in a bit more in order so that we can live in it for the rest of our lives. And um, uh, when I went, uh, I was like, okay, I've got, to, I've got to maintain social distance. And so uh, I went over to, to Eastlands and did my best to maintain my distance. And it felt really weird. Like, uh, I, I went in and I had to go down the escalators to get to Kmart and uh, a lady went on in front of me and I had to stop and wait and let her get, like, you know, the appropriate metre and a half ahead of me on the escalator. And then I got on the escalator and I sort of stood there and then someone started coming up the other side and I was like... Uh, and uh, it was all kind of difficult trying to maintain the social distance and in Kmart and in all the shops there's crosses on the floor uh, and uh, it's really quite interesting. I wonder uh, if you've had uh, a a humorous moment at at trying to maintain social distance. Maybe you can leave us uh, a comment uh, if you're watching on Facebook uh, about some, some sort of humorous story you have of your attempts to maintain social distance and uh, it failing because the person didn't uh, pick up what you were putting down. Well, today is the 29th of March. Today is Neighbour Day. And before this all uh, broke and we were unable to meet together and there were all these rules about social distancing and self-isolation, today was going to be a day where we sought as a church family to really engage with our neighbours, to reach out, to invite them around, to have afternoon teas or barbecues together, uh, to do something that would help us to connect with those whom we live next door to. And of course, it's a sort of funny thing for it to be neighbour day now because we're so disconnected in one sense from everyone because we can't leave our homes and we've got to stay metres apart from everyone and there's no hugging and uh, it's such a different world to one only a month ago where we were planning uh, for greater physical connection. Interesting times indeed but of course the change in situation doesn't change the truth of God's Word. And so, uh, even though the whole way of interacting with our neighbours has to change 
for a season, the truth of what God calls us to as Christians when it comes to our neighbours never changes. We had our reading today from Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37, and it begins with a question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? And the answer, of course, which Jesus doesn't give, he throws the question back, comes from the Word of God. The man replies, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbour as yourself. The road to life, according to the Scriptures is love of God and love of neighbour. And so the Bible is pretty clear that regardless of context, I mean, pre-COVID-19 2020 or 2019 was very different to first century Jerusalem and yet the command was the same. We're to love our neighbours. And there are two big questions, I think, when it comes to thinking about this issue of, of, of love of neighbour and God's command to us to be loving as neighbours. And the, the first is that we need to think about who our neighbour is. And the second and probably more significant question for us is how? How can I love my neighbour at a time like this? Well, first of all, let's take that first question of who, who is our neighbour? And if you look at verse 29, uh, that's the very question that this uh, person who's speaking with Jesus, this, this expert in the law, is asking him. Well, who is my neighbour, he says in verse 29. And the story of the Good Samaritan, famous story, is a story that Jesus tells in answer to the question, who is my neighbour? And the answer, of course, is... The Samaritans are. The, the ones who you as a, uh, as, a, as a Jewish person despise. They are your neighbour because, why? They're, they're the ones who you're in contact with. The one who acts neighbourly is not the priest or the Levite, good quality, high standing people in that, in that day but the Samaritan, the one who draws near and helps the person in need. Neighbours are anyone we come in contact with, regardless of how we might think about them, regardless of what we might feel about them, regardless of how they've treated us in the past or how many notices to the council they've raised against us. Our neighbours are those with whom we interact and we're called to love them. I think most of us understand that our neighbours are those whom we live near and whom we have a, a regular relationship with. But the big question for a time like this is, is how do we actually do that? How do we love our neighbours at a time like this? And... I think we see a few things in the way that the Samaritan loves the, the man on the side of the road. We see the first thing is that the Samaritan engages his neighbour in verse 34. 
he goes to him. Have a look. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. He, he actually uh, steps over the barrier uh, to a point of engagement with his neighbour. Whereas the priest and the Levite, they go around like that. They, 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 they disengage so that they can stay ceremonially clean. But the Samaritan dives in and engages. So I think that's one thing we see, that, that, that love of neighbour looks like uh, some form of engagement with, with, with the person. It also involves care, bandaging wounds, putting him on the donkey. But it doesn't just stop at that immediate nature, it's, a, it's an investment, a long-term investment. Have a look at verse 35. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expenses you may have. Engagement, care and investment. These seem to be the, the three ways in which the Samaritan loves this man on the side of the road. And of course... At the end of the story, this is all summed up by Jesus and the man he's talking to as having mercy. Which of these do you think was a neighbour to the man who fell on the hand of, ro of robbers, Jesus asks in verse 36? And the answer is the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus says, go and do likewise. To, to love our neighbours is to engage them, to care for them, to invest in them, and ultimately to show them mercy. Mercy that engages, that cares, that invests. I wonder if you've got a story of a time where someone's demonstrated that kind of love to you, or where you've demonstrated that kind of love to another. And again, if you're watching on Facebook, I'd love to hear your stories. This is the good thing about Facebook, is you can start telling me things, um, and I can keep going. But I wonder if uh, uh, too often uh, we can be like the Levite and the priest in the way we try uh, and live life. We've got too many other things to do than to stop and engage and invest and care for those whom God places right in front of us. Uh, I remember a long time ago I was coming home late one night, I was living in Sandy Bay, I was a lot younger, you know, the way people come home late at night in those sorts of times. Uh, and I was coming home and uh, as we were walking, we saw a man who was uh, clearly very drunk and he looked a bit dodgy. And I uh, was with this girl and we literally crossed the road so that we could get on the other side and avoid this guy, and he fell in the gutter. Uh, and uh, I was like, well, that's awkward, quick, let's keep going. Uh, we need to get home, and I'm pretty tired, and it's too late, and, you know, you, you know, you reap what you sow. But the person I was with said, no, 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 we need to go and pick him up out of the gutter. So we, having uh, tried to avoid this guy, we've now crossed back over and uh, stopped. And he was so drunk... We picked him up and he'd smashed his head and 
we walked him back to his house uh, and it was uh, like a long, slow walk from Club Surreal, if you know where that was, uh, to like um, Parliament Street. Uh, it was very, very slow, very, very long, and I was very, very annoyed. I was very tired by the time I got home, and it was costly and messy, and he, then we got into his house, and it was disgusting, and so then we went back the next day to try and help him. The point of the story is that, one, other people are better than me at loving the neighbour, and two, uh, that this is what love looks like. It, it's this kind of costly, time-consuming, uh, inconvenient investment in the people God puts in front of us. And of course, one of the interesting things about the, the, the time that we're in now is for many of us, we've been given back something we, we've lacked for a long time, which is time. I've been quite busy trying to learn how to do technology, but for a lot of us, we're starting to lose a lot of our regular rhythms. And we actually may start to find that we're, we're having more time to see who the people are God is placing in front of us. And of course, the other thing about these times is uh, uh, Tasmania has become a fortress, we hear. Fortress Tasmania. That is, uh, where once we looked global and, uh, and uh, we thought the world is a small place, once again we see actually there's a limited sphere for which we can actually have some sort of physical uh, impact on those whom uh, are living around us. So what does it look like to love those God puts in front of us, to love our neighbours, to love in a time of social distancing and isolation? Uh, I, would, I really think this is something we've got to work on together to think about how it is that we show mercy to those whom we live near and live next door to and uh, whom God puts in front of us. But uh, there's a few ideas that we've had. Uh, if you got the email, uh, you would have got three links. If you didn't get the email, go to the COVID-19 page, click on the read the latest email button and if you scroll down to the bottom, there, the links are in there. And in that, there's... Uh, uh, a Facebook group card. Mine printed out really small. I don't know how to get the glare off that, but anyway, uh, it looks a bit like this, if you can sort of see it. Uh, and uh, maybe try and get yours to print out bigger than mine. I would if I had more time. But this is a, a card that we've got that you can go on your next walk, because we're currently we're still allowed to go on, on walks, and you can uh, put in your neighbour's letterboxes on your street and say, hey, I'm making a Facebook group just for us, just for the 10 houses on uh, Lincoln Street. And you can put that in uh, and people can start to share how they're going and get to know each other. And uh, another one of the links is instructions on how to make a Facebook group if uh, you don't know how to do that. The other thing that we've got is this, which you can't see. Let me see if I bring it closer to the camera if the glare goes off it. There we go. The self-isolation card. So this is the Facebook card. I'll bring it closer so that the camera can deal with it. That's what that one looked like. 
and this is the self-isolation card. This is a card that just offers simple help. It's a step of engagement, it's a step of care, and it's a step of investment into your neighbours who might be self-isolating, offering to call them, to post mail, to get something urgent for them, to pray, to buy some shopping for them. That's just a couple of ways that uh, really people smarter than me have come up with to think about how it is that we show mercy to our neighbour at a time like this. I wonder if you've got some good ideas too. Well, it is a fascinating time that we live in and I just want to read something to you because you, if, you're a, if you're in the top of uh, the Lindisfarne Anglican class, you'll remember that it wasn't that long ago that we preached on this passage. And as I was preparing this, I had a look at what uh, I wrote and had to junk it all because it made no sense in a COVID-19 world. But I did keep this because it just shows us how quickly, from November to March, everything has changed. This is what I said at the end of my sermon on the Good Samaritan only a matter of months ago. As we finish... I think it's worth reflecting on a potential danger I see for us as we live out love for neighbour in 2019. We live in a world which is increasingly global and large-scale in its outlook. And we do have an obligation to think about how we can love our global neighbours. However, I think that there is a danger in this large, global-scale, internet-connected world that we fail to love our local neighbours the people whom God has placed in front of us, who we could have a real impact on. If loving our neighbour has become primarily about hashtags and photo frames on our profile pictures, about protest marches and fights for global justice, then one wonders if we're really doing it right. Certainly in the mind of our Gospel writer, it was much more local. It's not that these other things aren't worthwhile, I'm simply saying... Let's not let them become cheap replacements for the hard work of loving people we live next to and doing life with on a daily basis. It's quite amazing, isn't it, that only a matter of months later, there's not even a plane in the sky. Uh, I heard from uh, the Careys that yesterday, I think the airport was effectively closed. There were not one single plane flew into Tasmania. We are a fortress, as the Premier says. Love of neighbour now has to be local. Yes, we can still use the internet. Yes, we can still connect. But the danger is that we're going to disconnect from those next door to us. And the danger of our world is that as we shut down and socially isolate to, in order to stop a spread of a virus, another sickness arises which is the sickness of loneliness and disconnection, real contact with people. And so I think we've got an obligation to reach out to those whom God has placed next to us, literally next to us, like in the next house to you. I don't know the people who live over my back fence. I need to try and find out who they are. And of course, however we do this, we have to do it in a safe kind of way. But let's ask God to continue to fill our hearts with love for him, love for neighbour 
And with wisdom is how we show mercy to our neighbour, how we engage, invest and care for them. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you that you have called us as your people to love our neighbours. Help us to do that in new and creative ways as we seek to respond to this COVID-19 crisis. Thank you that you're a God who calls us to show love because we've been loved. And thank you for the great love you've shown us in sending your son to die for us. Thank you for your mercy. And may we be a people of mercy as we seek to shine your light and your love to those whom you've placed next to us and in front of us. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.